welcome to the 24-7 Sports College Football Podcast with your hosts Chip Patterson and Barton Simmons. The ultimate insider's guide from signing day to the national championship game and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the 24-7 Sports College Football Podcast. Oh, that's right. We are picking locks here as we come down to the final weeks of the regular season, uh, the, the season-long locks competition. Remember the rules, of course, a minimum of three, no max. Bring as many locks as you've got. We're recording a little bit early this week. We're recording a little bit early next week. Gentlemen, I know our process has been thrown sideways, but this is going to test our resiliency. This is going to test our ability to weather the storm. And if you are going to be a champion... Barton has an incredible lead right now. But if you are going to be a champion of life, shout out to Butch Jones, then uh, then you need to be able to have confidence anyway. So, how are we feeling today? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to be a light week for me, relatively speaking, I think, because I just didn't, I didn't have, I didn't, my research team wasn't able to, to, to crunch the numbers enough. Um, so, we will we'll see. How, where are we at? I, I, I honestly don't know how everyone else did last week. Oh. So did, where are we at? Let's review. Barton, a, uh, a plus one week hit on USC minus 13 and a half, Mississippi State plus 14, Kentucky plus two and a half, and Missouri minus 11, the misses being Iowa State plus six and a half, Notre Dame minus three, and Auburn under. The Auburn under, which was agreed upon and showed the world what democracy really looks like, uh, of course, just getting smashed by Auburn. Um, Tom missed on that, missed on the Alabama-Mississippi State under, missed on Notre Dame minus three, missed on the Wisconsin-Iowa under, hit on SMU plus four and a half, and hit on Northwestern minus four and a half. So a plus one week for Barton, a minus two week for Tom. It was also a minus two week for your boy in last place. Ohio State, Michigan State under. Uh, cashed, but just barely. 54 and a half is where I got it at. Uh, USC minus 13 and a half, a half point cover there. Uh, UCF, UConn under, did not hit. Alabama minus 14, did not hit. <laughs> Wake, Syracuse, I had the under. Uh, How'd that work? <laughs> we we were at a push with 12 what minutes left in the third quarter. What was the total that uh, that I got it at? Oh yeah, what was the over under? 65. So Syracuse or uh, Wake almost hit the the total on their own, huh? Yeah, Wake Wake almost hit the total on their own, and by the end of the first quarter, I knew I was done. It was actually nice, you know, to to sit back and just take in the insanity of that game and uh, and not have to worry about whether or not I was going to win or lose because the loss was already sealed. Uh, Tulane ECU over 64 and a half did not hit. Uh, too many mistakes in that game. I should have seen that one coming. Arizona State plus three, also a loss. So a minus two day for Chip. Standings heading into this week 12. Barton plus 18, Tom plus nine, Chip minus four. Hey, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> so I've only I've only got you know like a couple of weeks to make up a season's worth of games here. I don't know how long do we extend this thing into bowl season. I think so. 
Yeah, bowl have. season is going to destroy all of us, though, because bowls <laughs> are so hard to. That's pick. the point. That's the beauty of bowl season. Maybe we can have a regular season champion and a playoff champion. That's I'll t- I'll, that way I can raise a banner no matter what if I can just survive another <laughs> week. <laughs> um, so are you gonna? So is the you're going light week this week? You've already said. So does that mean that well, this is part of the? Necessity, though I am I am still not taking the air out of the football. I am I, I'm looking for to to throw the ball down the field. I'm you know I'm running out of bounds. I'm I'm playing the game full speed still. But given the short week here, uh, I've I've only got four for sure, and I'm I'm toying with a fifth. Uh, so it's a little light, not not three, but it's still a little light. I think I could see myself dropping a seven or eight pack next week, but I'll just have. I mean, there we have less matchups even really to work with because of all the FCS games. Yeah, this is a this this week's terrible. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> Which is why the Locks podcast is here to make it worth watching. <laughs> I hope you're ready to root for some thirty point underdogs, people. Um. Well, let's. All right. Well, let's 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 dive in, Barton. Let's get us started. We're picking locks. My blue plate special five star locks are coming. Come get these locks. Five-star master lock. Lock it up. You want these locks? I'm, I'm, I'm living and dying every, every point, every cover. Okay. Uh, as I typically do, I'm going to go big games, and there's really only one relative big game, and I'm going to play it. I'm going to play the Wisconsin-Michigan game. I'm going to take Wisconsin minus, I've got it seven and a half, but whatever you'll see it at, I'll I'll take. um, I'm on the card. Yeah, I'm on the card at seven and a half, too. It's where I see it. That's where I want it. Okay. Um, Uh, We have Lock Unity, though. Woo! (laughs) Yes! So, to be clear, last week with just Tom and I on Auburn, under that is not lock unity that is um a lock agreement that's a lock agreement that's a lock handshake that's a gentleman's agreement right there so that lock lock agreements are uh are not doing well but lock unity still only one loss in the history of lock unity uh i'll give you my take quickly and then you guys can give me yours i think wisconsin is a really good football team i think their defense is really good uh, I think that playing at home makes all the difference in the world. They've got an Iowa at home, blowout. They got Northwestern at home, no problem. Now they got Michigan at home. Michigan's got Ohio State next week. Not that I mean, this is a big game for Michigan too. But when you're playing a defense that I think truly is one of the best defenses in the, in the game, uh, and you got a quarterback in Brandon Peters that still really hadn't had the time to get settled, he's only thrown. 300 and something yards in three games. I, I just think that this is a brand name play where it's, it's inflating the value in Michigan. Wisconsin will be ready. will be geared up chip. We talked to uh, who Danny earlier this week, <laughs> we earlier about, today. Yeah. And I said, I think the more likely upset for Wisconsin to me is going to be on the road against Minnesota next week. Um, so I like Wisconsin here to take care of business and win by about, you know, 10 to 13 points. I think this line was right when it opened. 
uh, 10 points. And then there's got to be some perception uh, going into this. A lot of like, okay, well, this is the spot where they're going to get tripped up. It gets, you know, bet down a little bit. I, I like being on the other side of this. I think that uh, Wisconsin's 10 to 14 points better. And, uh, Tom, I think you've mentioned this a couple times, either picking Michigan or picking against Michigan, but uh, long runs, right? It's a problem. Yeah, long runs is a problem for Michigan's defense. Jonathan Taylor likes the long runs. Um, yeah, I, I like the, I think the Badgers are a very good football team. Uh, I feel confident taking them at Camp Randall where they have played their best football against a Michigan team that – uh, I think that there is inflated confidence in the Brandon Peters experience. Yeah, and you know, Michigan's statistically, Michigan's run defense has improved the last few weeks. But it's important to note that it's done so against Rutgers, Minnesota, and Maryland. So there's not there's a lot of question of how much weight you can really put into it. And then just speaking of Wisconsin, it's not just the matchup of Wisconsin's run game against Michigan's run defense. It's that. Using S&P Plus, Wisconsin currently has the number one defense in the country right now. And this is a Michigan offense that, even with Brandon Peters in the last few weeks, it's been scoring into the 30s, but it's not really an explosive kind of offense that is capable of, you know, big plays. And going against this Wisconsin defense, which, again, best defense in the country using S&P Plus, I don't have much faith at all on the road in Camp Randall Stadium with Brandon Peters, a team that is not even really bothered trying to throw the ball right now because it has no faith in its quarterback. I don't see Michigan being able to put up too many points against Wisconsin in this one. So even if that defense does slow down the Badgers, I mean, I don't think Wisconsin's going to put up 40 or even 35, but I think this is the kind of game where Wisconsin's going to end up winning 27 to 14 ish. Mm. This is Wisconsin's Super Bowl to date. Like, what other game have they? Is if you're a Wisconsin fan, what other game do you really have to even get that excited about? And here they are. That Michigan's coming to town. They're ranked again. I know it's a noon kick, but uh, this just feels like this is a. All right, you know, now it's our time to prove ourselves. No one really bought Iowa. Let's let's show college football that we are a playoff team, and I and I think that they uh, they come out and, and, and put together a really good performance. Yeah, and on the flip side, this is Michigan's fourth Super Bowl of the season, and, and you next week. And the, yeah, and the only one it's won was against Florida, which has kind of diminished in value in recent weeks. They lost to both Michigan State and Penn State. Mm. So we have Lock Unity, Lock Unity, uh, lock, lock it up. Lock Unity pushed last time, so guaranteed not to lose you money um also at seven and a half guaranteed not to push this week (laughs) that's true (laughs) it's going one way or the other uh tom your Uh, lock number two lock number two i'm uh i'm going with miami virginia under 50 and a half you know it's as we mentioned we're recording earlier in the week so i haven't had a chance to do too much work in my process as to this point but there's one principle that this year i've been following that's been working really well for me and that's taking unders in miami games miami has been fantastic against the under i think only once all year has an over hit in a miami game 
And I think going against this Virginia team, which has had a it's it's been a strange season for the Cavaliers where they were much better than we thought they were going to be early in the year. And then once we realized they were good, they went really crappy for a few weeks. Right. And now they've now they've kind of bounced back and it's like they're kind of somewhere in in between. They're, you know, six and four. They're going bowling. They're not magnificent, but they're also not an offense that is one that I expect to put up a ton of points in any particular game. You know, it's they put up 40 against Georgia Tech a few weeks ago, and I feel like that is probably the realistic ceiling for this team in ACC play. And that was at home. On the road against Miami, I'm thinking we've got a Virginia team that's going to score about 10 to 14. And right. it's playing a Miami team that is coming off a huge win and it's probably going to have a little bit of a letdown. So I see that 50 and a half, and I see this as a game where Miami wins 30 to 14. So it's a nice, comfortable under. I've got a play on this game. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like this is a nice uh, Virginia play, too. Is that where you're going, Chip? Yes, it is. I'm uh, yeah. I'm going to lock up the Wahoos at 19 and a half. Yeah. This is this is a bowl team. I mean, again, it goes with your, your underplay for sure. But, I mean, this is uh, – this is a bowl team that is has one of the better coaches, like maybe one of the like better coaches in the ACC, like or at least maybe a top five, top top half coach in the ACC for sure. And you're going to give me the potential letdown spot of Miami going from back to back primetime games into this noon slate, and a Virginia team that is absolutely bringing the fight right now. You know I'm. The only thing that gives me pause was that they were they you know got lit up a little bit by Louisville last week, but Miami has no offensive player right now that poses the threat that Lamar Jackson does. Uh, I I think that nineteen and a half is too many dang points. I could see a Miami two touchdown win, but when even a two touchdown win gets me the cover, uh, I like Virginia covering a big number and a nooner. They're a good football yeah. team. Yeah, and, and I, I was thinking t- <clears throat> taking Virginia in the points, too. The only thing that held me back was that on the road, Virginia just hasn't been as good. Earlier this year, they shocked the world by going on the road and beating Boise 42-23, to 23, but Boise was with its backup Q- QB at that point. But then later, it went on the road. It only beat North Carolina by six. On the road at Pitt, it lost by 17. On the road last week against Louisville, it lost by 17. Now, of course, what we noticed there is that it hasn't lost any game by 19. So I, I'm also confident in them at 19 and a half. I'm just more confident in the under. The uh, Yeah. Those plays. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, all right, I got two on the board. Tom got two on the board. Barton, where you at? Uh, my second pick is... Let me see where I want to go here. How about I'll stay in the ACC, and I'm going to pick Wake Forest to win and cover against NC State. Uh, here's where I come out. A um, few things here. One, if you look at the numbers of this team, look at yards per play offensively, yards per play defensively. Uh, defensively, yards per play NC State ranks 55th in the country, which is a little bit surprising given all the hype that a defensive line gets. But that's where they are. And Wake Forest, 64th, just right behind them. Offensively, yard per play, Wake Forest, 28th in the country, NC State, 47th. NC State hadn't played a significantly better schedule than Wake. They're playing similar teams. Wake's, Wake's had a rough go as well. Uh, this is a game that NC State here, like, that wasn't the most inspiring effort last week. They showed something to win. But at this point, it feels like it's disappointment time for NC State. 
It feels like it's time for them to have a letdown. Wake Forest, on the other hand, uh, the offense is really clicking. John Wolford really is operating that offense at a really high level right now. I think they can score a lot of points. Um, I think that this Wake Forest team, I've kind of said it all year, I think this is a good team. And, and I think that they're good enough to beat somebody. And they won games post a win. They haven't necessarily had that win where they beat somebody. I think that win where they beat somebody. It's at night. It's at home. In state, not much to play for this point. Forest still a lot to, to I think Forest wins, um, covers the one and a half. And, and, and what I think there will probably be a lot it's on both sides of the ball, obviously, if, if, if you parlay the well. Ooh, that's a good coordinated parlay right there. <sighs> All right, I'm going to pull the trigger on it. My card is growing as by the minute. I'm gonna get out of this. Po- I'm gonna get out of this podcast. That was one of my reserves. Like I've been, I've been thinking on it. Yeah. Uh, Winston Salem also a little bit of a uh, a bad spot for NC State football. The the mojo doesn't go in the Wolfpack's favor when that game is in Winston Salem, and uh, and I'm with you. I just I like the the football that Wake Forest has been playing. Uh, has a general generally more positive. Uh, direction than NC State's does the fact that it's at night um yeah I I think that this will be kind of a lit situation a lituation at BB&T Field I mean you don't come to the ATM and think you're just gonna put your card in and take out a win oh no 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 NC State you're no. you're in trouble right here I'll, I'll, I'll ride that let's go wake one and a half I'm on board too Tom agreement lock agreement I'm not going lock. You're not, but it was not it your pick? It. No. No. Well, yeah. Wake. I picked for us to cover, but I'm going lock on it. Okay. All right. That's fair. Um. All right. Sorry. <laughs> I feel uh, like the team down. No, that's it's probably better that we uh we don't just go everything together. Uh. All right, Tom. What about lock number three for you? Uh, third lock. We're going to the SEC. Miss is hosting this A and M. Yeah, to me. And the total is sixty nine and a half. I'm going over. Mm. Um, Ole Miss has been the best over team as far as record, as far as making money season long. It's a trend that's really hard to ignore, and it's even though sixty and a half seems really high, and it, it my instinct. It's everything about me, you know, my, my fiber, my being, more of who I am. You're tells, under five. You yeah. are, are under bones. Tell go under, but I can't in this game because Ole Miss is good at going over. And the Rebels have played six SEC conference games this year. The average total, not high, the average total of those six games has been 73. Mm. So I'm going over and I'm locking. That pick? Uh, I'm all in this game. I can decide. Uh, I'm taking Ole Miss wow. as well. Uh, let's see, the line I have written now is Ole Miss minus half. So, my thought on this game did you guys see the um, at Luke uh, meeting leaked video? I'm like, 
talking about how how they have to play for and how you know he was so did by someone saying that they don't have anything to play for just Mm-mm, i did no. not but it but it, yeah. it, it inspired would, confidence would, I'll, I'll retweet i'll retweet uh after i'm recording here and i would encourage you to go to my look at it it was really emotional it was kind of cool i was into it um and it's 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 typical coach, you know, Robert stuff. But Matt Luke, I think, has done a really good job of this team back heading in that direction. Uh, Jordan Tapu is quietly pulling some Tate stuff. I mean, if, if anyone cared what Ole Miss was doing, it'd be a big story. But really cares because they're, they're not, um, you know, they're not of consequence. Uh, but I think. There's a lot of distraction around the Texas A&M room with them chasing Jimbo Fisher and how secure is Kevin Sumlin's job and Nick Starkle her back and and you know I I just think Ole Miss is going to be supremely motivated to get the job done and I think offense is good enough to, to execute that. Matt is coaching for his job and his players are for his job um, and I think that will be a bigger motivator than the players playing for Kevin Sumlin's job. I do think they like him as well. Um, just a lot about this game that I love, but the kicker is at home at night in Oxford, and, and that's been a good spot for Ole Miss over a couple of years. I, I, I'm going with the quarterback to win A&M. Wow. So we've got Barton right now at minus 7.5, Wake minus 1.5, Wisconsin, not Barton minus that. Barton is plus 18. Wisconsin minus 7.5, Wake minus 1.5, Ole Miss minus 2.5. Tom, you've got Wisconsin minus 7.5, Miami, Virginia under 50.5, Ole Miss, Texas A&M over 69.5. I've got Virginia plus 19.5, Wisconsin minus 7.5, Wake minus 1.5, and I'm gonna follow this up with a really, really reckless pick. Oh yeah, give it to me. Senior quarterback Austin Allen, 100% healthy for the first time in a long time. Fayetteville native. Last time here, last couple games suiting up for the Hogs. Mississippi State coming off that night near win against Alabama. I think. I think that this is just the kind of game that Arkansas can hang around in with Allen going up against Fitzgerald. Give me Arkansas plus 12. Sure. There's a hangover there. You know, I, I, it's, it is a home game. I, I thought about that when our experts in our experts picks, I can't remember who I took, but I definitely considered Arkansas. Um, it is, I admit, a, a a gutsy play, but I think that's probably the right side. I think that if you're it, like, that's that is enough of a change. So Cole Kelly uh, had a really bad game against LSU, came back, had some fun, got uh got caught up with a DWI charge. You know, really fratty mugshot. You're on the bench. You're suspended indefinitely. Uh, Austin Allen back into the mix. He was going into the season one of the quarterbacks we had the most confidence in. So let's let's see what kind of magic he's got in what may be uh, 
you know, what what may be kind of a an odd game or one of the final games that we see Brett Bielema as head coach, speaking of Texas yep. A&M and such. And it, don't overlook the impact of the win one for Jeff Long pregame speech. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know about I, I'm Nothing not, like the emotional boost of knowing your AD got fired. <laughs> I was either going to take Arkansas plus 12 or I was going to take uh, Tennessee to cover. And I thought Tennessee was actually a much more volatile play here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, my thing with Tennessee is in, in a spot like this where your coach leaves and there's always sort of some bounce back and, and play for the play for your guy. But I don't where who's the leader on Tennessee that that rallies the troops? Who's the I, I think that team is so devoid of leadership and and alpha uh, that I don't know who's going to be the guy. So I, I wouldn't take Tennessee. You know, I don't care what the spread is. I know it's a home game and there'll be that element and the fans will want to support the team as they look for a new coach. But, man, I wouldn't I wouldn't touch Tennessee with a football yeah so uh so we're going arkansas sec on cbs nooner kick i think and like i think it is as much of a possibility with this pick that you just like if mississippi state comes out and scores like three touchdowns real fast marches right down the field i mean arkansas could check out and this could be a bad loss but i could see it being enough of a hangover game that uh that it's you know it's still seven to three still you know ten to three at the end of the first half or late in the second quarter. And then that's when Arkansas, maybe you've got enough confidence to hang in there, start slinging it around and, uh, and be able to cover this double digit spread. So yeah. Uh, woo pig suey. Give me uh, give me the Razorbacks in on the, as my fourth pick on what has now become a eight pack of picks. I have eight too. So don't feel bad. Okay. Nice. Barton really is playing the four minute offense against us and mm-hmm. we're throwing nice. Hail Mary's. That, he's playing that four corners, yeah. passing the ball around for the next 20 minutes. Maybe I'll dig up some more picks before this show's out. Last week, the, the my two added at the end of the show were the only thing that saved me from having a uh, <laughs> low 500 on the week. So who knows? Who knows? I won't limit myself. I felt so bad about the Arkansas pick that when you brought Wake to the table, I just feel more confident about it. So I had to jump on board with it too. Um, Tom, pick number four. Uh Pick number four is actually picks number four and five because they're, it's two separate picks, but they follow the same principle. Uh, one of the stats this year that I've noticed and that I've brought up with you, Chip, quite a few times is that underdogs of 30 points or more are 57 and 21 against the spread this season. That's a ridiculous cover rate. So I kind of wanted to look for teams that I could use to take advantage of that this week, and I found two of them. One is, is UL Monroe plus 37 at Auburn, and another is Kansas, plus 37 at home against Oklahoma. Now, as far as the Auburn is concerned, let's look at the situation if you're Auburn. You just beat Georgia by 23. Next week, you have Alabama. How serious is Auburn going to be taking UL Monroe this week at 11 a.m.? I tell you what, I've got as as much confidence in that game because of ULM. Like, uh... I was looking at the Warhawks season. They haven't been like blown the hell out. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I, I just saw 37 in that, and I thought that was way, 
way too many points. So I, I feel really good about that one. And as far as Kansas at home, plus 37 against Oklahoma, Oklahoma is in a somewhat similar situation in which its last two games have been at two huge wins. You know, it beat Oklahoma State on the road a couple weeks ago in Bedlam. Last week, it beat TCU. And now it's pretty much wrapped up its spot in the Big 12 title game. And it's going to beat Kansas, but it's got to go on the road to play in Lawrence where it's not exactly a festive atmosphere this time of year playing the Jayhawks. And I just don't see Oklahoma really getting too fired up about this game. And plus, as good as Oklahoma has been, it still has problems in its secondary. And as we've seen from Kansas, you know, especially last week we saw it from Kansas, this is a team that can put points on the board at times. You know, it, it put 27 up on the road at Texas last week. A few weeks ago, it scored 20 at home against Kansas State. So I think that this is going to be a situation where Oklahoma is going to win and win very comfortably. But I feel like the final score is going to be 47 to 20. Mm. And that's an easy cover. Barton? I, like, I, I really like the Auburn pick. I'm I'm kind of i mean you're probably it's probably the right play on the oklahoma pick too i'm just that offense is just so good and and their backup quarterback if kyler murray gets in i want to score points too so i'm always scared to pick against oklahoma but i, I think those are both I, I i agree with the sentiment on both um especially the auburn one so one of the takeaways from some of the oklahoma riders from listening to uh to all the playoff selection committee talk which again is all talk but was that Oklahoma is being penalized before its defense. I don't think that that necessarily makes its way into the coach's room, but if it does, Oklahoma's defense still gets, I mean, Kansas is Kansas, but 47 to 20 won't, won't uh, end that storyline. Uh, I don't think that, you know, 51 to three would either, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if if Oklahoma keeps them out of the end zone, then maybe there's some uh, there's some style points involved there. Yeah, I love the. I mean, I understand that talk about Oklahoma's defense because it is problematic. The de- their defense is not very good. It's it's had a lot of problems. But I love the idea of penalizing Oklahoma for its defense. When you look at the other teams, like Alabama, who's every year we talk about has an amazing defense. Well, what's happened to Alabama when it's played teams with good offenses like Oklahoma faces every week? When Alabama's gotten to the playoff the last three years, when it's played Clemson in the title game the last two years, or when it played Ohio State the year before that, or when it played Texas A&M in 2012, when it's actually run into teams with good offenses, that Alabama defense doesn't look nearly as good anymore, does it? True, 100%. So I, I, I get, I'm not trying to defend Oklahoma's defense because trust me, it's not good. No, it's, it's not, problematic. It, it I like, I like problematic. That's a great word for it. Yeah. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be, a, it wouldn't be a good defense in any other conference. It's just when you're playing the kind of offenses that it's playing every week, I would like to see some of these elite defenses play those offenses every week and see what they're doing. I mean, especially with Alabama right now as banged up as it is. Mm. Uh, Barton, back to you. Okay. My, my last uh, definite lock, um, and we'll see if what I what I talk myself into before the show's over. But my last definite one is my oh, over UCLA USC, um, seventy one points. I think is where it's at right now. Or at least that's what I last saw. Um, I think USC is is peaking. They've they see a light at the end of the tunnel. It's sort of like when you're. You know, USC has had such a rough year, and they've been 
beat up and so many injuries and here they are and they're sort of it's like they've been at the bottom of the pool or bottom of the ocean or whatever and they're 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 on their way up and and you're so close to hitting surface and and you start going faster you sort of pick up steam that's what i feel like usc is doing right now like they see the light at the end of the tunnel they're turning it up right now and i i think that this is another opportunity to score a lot of points UCLA's defense has been horrible all year, and I think you had particularly running the football, and that's what makes me like USC even better. So maybe Ronald Jones gets loose a couple times, um, and I think on the other side, you got Sam Darnold playing Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen has been sort of overlooked in the Los Angeles quarterback scene uh, at the expense of. of Darnold, this is his chance to really go out on top, prove it. First time they played each other. I think Jed Fish, the offensive coordinator for UCLA, is he took this UCLA job because he wanted a head job. And he's been really good this year, and the offense has been really good. Defense hasn't helped him out. But he could still be in Michigan right now, and he could still be a co-offensive coordinator or whatever he was. He's here. This is a showcase game for him to try to put up a bunch of points to try to pull an upset. I just see I see a track meet in this one, and I'm going to go over 71, and uh, uh, just uh, you know ride it out, wait for the points. You already hit a USC over in the month of November. That's right. Could uh, could there. be what, what we're looking at. Um, but what if this what if this skews the other way? Rivalry could be sweating it. Uh, see, I, I look. I could see it being a close game. I, 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 because of the rivalry thing and because USC probably feels like that they've, they should handle it at UCLA because UCLA is, this is their, this is their Rose Bowl and, and all that. Oh, and they uh, get next week off. We all get to go home for Thanksgiving. All we got to do is just get through this game and beat UCLA. Right. Yeah. But that's, that, that to me just means two teams that score a lot of points and it's a close game in that sense. I, I don't see a scenario where UCLA shuts down USC, limits them from being able to move the football. So I, I, I like points here. Um, 71 is a big number. I get it, but uh, that's, that's uh, it should be a big number. Yeah, my only concern is whether UCLA could keep up its end of the deal. Do you but think I, USC I think blows right them that, out? I think USC could put up as many points as it wants to put up. UCLA is so bad. Yeah, I, the only question is, will UCLA keep up its end of the bargain? The only I, thing that gave me pause on on that was because Darren Andrews is now out for UCLA. You know, Caleb Wilson, he was, he's been gone for a while. They got Jordan Lasley back. So their receiving cores, their targets for, for Rosen have been beat up a little bit, but they seem to be able to find points. Guys, it's uh, it's holiday season, and every year millions of people receive the least liked gift of all time which apparently is underwear. But still, we always give it to our friends and family and our loved ones. Uh, you might, They might not want it. You might not love giving it to you, but I feel like you, all, you always end up seeing underwear under the Christmas tree. But maybe it's not the underwear that's the problem. Maybe it's the kind of underwear because this season, this holiday season, thanks to MeUndies, and in sp- specifically MeUndies.com slash CFB, well, we've got MeUndies, the most amazing underwear and the best thing that you could put underneath uh, a Christmas tree or other holiday celebration. Because 
MeUndies has that soft, flexible waistband. I'm wearing them right now. Three times softer than cotton, and it is a natural, sustainably sourced fiber. MeUndies made underwear the perfect gift that everyone is going to love you for. It is a holiday miracle. This year, don't give underwear Give me undies. So this holiday season, get your exclusive 20% off the softest underwear that you will ever wear, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. To do that, go to MeUndies.com slash CFB. You can get all kinds of different sizes, fits, designs, prints, you name it. You can find it totally customizable and that 100% satisfaction guarantee. And then it is available at meundies.com slash CFB. Got to spread the word about meundies this holiday season. It's my own personal goal. <laughs> that's my, that's my challenge. I will, I will spread the, the joy, the holiday cheer by way of soft, tight, yet comfortable underwear. Thank you. Meundies. They're amazing. Uh, I'm going uh, cover monster. Tom Herman plus three and a half at West Virginia. Let's go. Do it. How are we Ooh, feeling? That one He's, was a tough one of me. Tom Herman is a dog, man. It's it, unstoppable. It's principal play at this point. Yeah. He's one in four this year against teams with straight up against teams with a winning record. What's he against the spread, though? <laughs> well, the spread's three and a half. Like, it ain't a big one here. Uh, just, I mean, you know, I don't hey. know if West Virginia's great. All right, let me, but here, here's my other, my, my argument, though. Uh, Holton Hill, out, suspended, their best corner. Uh, that's not the guy you want out for downfield Will Greer. You know, they've got a, their, their quarterback situation is a little bit beat up right now. I'm not sure what they're getting out of those guys. I don't know. I I was a little torn on this one. I ended up picking West Virginia um, for our experts, but I, I'm curious why you're confident. I'm 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 principal play. I, I I'm I am totally principal play. Just just betting on Herman. Herman is an underdog. Yeah. We'll we'll continue to ride uh, for one calendar year, dating back to mid October. I just, you know, I, yeah, Herman is an underdog. Like there's, there is nothing about West Virginia period that inspires me confidence one way or the other. I don't think that they're bad, but I don't think that they're good. And they play some fun games. They do play some fun games. The kind of games where three and a half points might be all you need. Mm -hmm. So I like it. Texas plus three and a half. All right. Uh, um, principal play. Boston College, UConn, under 50. I knew you were going to have that on. <laughs> Boston College, though they got it rolling, putting up over 500 yards of offense a game for a streak in the ACC, they got it in its position where everything was beautiful. They did lose starting quarterback Anthony Brown for the rest of the season uh, against NC State. After he went out, that offense started to sputter a little bit, but the defense was just as solid as ever. So the fact that UConn under, while UConn under did not cash against UCF, I will keep the UConn train going, knowing that Boston College, not the new age offensive juggernaut Boston College, but the backup quarterback Boston College uh, is going to be involved. 50 is the sweats. 
but Boston College under 50. Let's lock it up. I'm good with it. Barton? (laughs) (laughs) You know how hesitant I am to play these games like UConn. Uh, I will... I will, yeah. I'm. Okay. I mean, I'm okay with it. I guess. I guess you just hope. What you're hoping is what that UConn can't score, and that Boston College just runs AJ Dillon until his legs fall off, and um, and and they they win it you know, uh, unconvincingly. I guess. Oh no, these unders cash in much more beautiful ways, like end zone interceptions and missed field goals. That's the way There's these go. So much beauty to the under. <laughs> like. Like the to to pick the under in games like this is to really uh, celebrate the unique and rare mistake. <laughs> like I see the tapestry it. of I, life. It's coming, it's coming into picture for me now. I I get it. I'm starting to understand the vision. Uh, yeah, I can get on board with it. Like oh, you see you see that 70 yard drive, and you're starting to sweat a little bit but they're going to go for it on fourth and two and they're getting stopped. <laughs> and they took eight minutes off the clock. Yeah. 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 Tick, 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 tick. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. BC UConn under 50. Um, Tom, back to you. Uh, for my next pick, I am taking ECU plus three and a half at home against Cincinnati. It is the bottom 25 game of the week. But it's also a game in which I don't, having followed Cincinnati closely as it's been on the periphery of the bottom 25 all year and snuck in this week again for the second time, I don't see anything about this Bearcats team that has ever suggested to me that it should be favored against anybody on the road. And East Carolina, for all its problems and all its faults this year, has still at least been a team that's shown flashes of semi-competence. They're only one in five, obviously, in conference play, and that's not good. But at home against Tulane, it lost 31-24. At home, it beat BYU by 16. At home, it lost to Temple by 24 and got crushed by South Florida. They got crushed by Virginia Tech and blah, blah, blah. But those are teams that should be crushing it. Cincinnati, not a team that's going to crush it because Cincinnati itself, like ECU, is one in five in conference play. And on the road, it's lost to Michigan by 22, to Navy by 10, to USF by 30, and to Tulane, or beat Tulane by a point on the road. So I'm looking at a similar situation there where the Bearcats might win this game, but they're not going to do it by more than three and a half points. This is going to be a very close, very stupid, very bad football game. And I'm going to take the Pirates plus three and a half. And I feel ridiculously good about it, given the fact that I'm making ECU a lock of the week. <laughs> oh wow, man, you continue. You continue to amaze me in your your willingness to bet, to bet on bottom bottom fifty. What do you what, what's your uh, bottom twenty five? Bottom twenty five team. Well, you know, it's here, here's the thing. You got to bet what you know, right? And with as much time as I spend on my formula and doing bottom twenty five, I know these teams really well. <laughs> I love it, man. You gave uh, Cincinnati the Kentucky treatment. The no way in hell they should be favored by three and a half against anybody. It's a bad team. And it's going on the road as a favorite. No thanks. It's a team that's one in five in conference play, just like the team it's going on the road to play. 
It's not a good football team at all. So Tom's card right now, Wisconsin minus seven and a half, Miami, Virginia under 50 and a half, Ole Miss, Texas A&M over 69 and a half, ULM plus 37, Kansas plus 37, ECU plus three and a half, Barton's card still at four, Wisconsin minus seven and a half, Wake minus one and a half, Ole Miss minus two and a half, and USC, UCLA over 71. Any, uh, any last minute ads, Barton? So, yeah, yes. I, well, I would, I'd like to discuss a game. Oh, yeah, yeah we, I've, I've, got a, I've got a couple picks left, but let's discuss. Forget it. I'm going to play the game. Yes. Right, stop. Yeah. UCF minus 14. What am I missing? I know that they've lost. The, like, I, I've been so on UCF all year, and they've, they've made me money. And I, the, the SMU game, I played them. Uh, as a heat check, and I knew that they probably weren't going to cover that game. They didn't. I didn't play them last week against UConn because the number was just too big. They didn't cover. So now they're going on, what, two straight weeks, three straight weeks without covering? Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me that somehow they can't come up with 14 points better than Temple? I know Temple's improved, and I know the the, the – uh, traumatic experience of watching their usf game is is distant memory but i can't i still can't see them keeping up with this team so i'm gonna play ucf despite the scott frost rumors despite the end in sight for this team despite not looking like they've got a path to um, a real postseason opportunity uh that you know on a national scale i'm gonna play ucf uh and and just get back to the basics and, uh, and and collect a win. Yeah, I agree with the pick. I think the reason that the spread's only at 14 is to go along with what you said. It's that UCF hasn't covered as well lately. Temple's improved. And then it's also just that UCF's last two road games, Navy a 10-point win, SMU a 7-point win. So going on the road to face Temple, a team that's playing better at 11 a.m., I'm guessing that's why the number is as small as it is, but I, I'm very much with you on that UCF is the side to take in it because as good as, as, as improved as Temple has looked, it's not near UCF level. Yeah, I could easily see this being a slow starting game for UCF's offense. Mm-hmm. Noon kick. Those Florida guys don't like that Philadelphia cold. I mean, and, and you know, the, the pumping student section in Lincoln Financial. <laughs> it's, they, uh, they pack that place, you know. With, Wait, so Scott Frost is going to Lincoln this weekend? Nah, he is. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, yeah, lock it up, man. That's... I, f- I, feel like you've got a, I feel like you've got a pretty good chance at... Uh, I think you got a very good chance at a push, right? Yeah, didn't at I? worst, yeah, yeah. I've got one more too. I'm gonna play. I don't know how many of y'all. Oh, y'all still have like a full slate. Left, but I, I have one. two left. I got two left. Uh, Tom. Uh, one of my two left is San Diego State minus sixteen at home against Nevada. Is that a pick against Nevada? Is this the bottom twenty-five special week for you? No, no, it's more of a belief in San Diego State, which kind of hit a rough patch a couple about a month ago and has really kind of bounced back. You know, we were talking about San Diego State as the team that could challenge UCF for that G5 spot 
And then the Aztecs kind of pooped their pants and went the wrong way. But ever since then, even though they're completely out of the running for that spot and they're probably not going to win the Mountain West just because of the loss to Fresno State, they've actually been playing really well. They're probably playing better or just as good as any team in the Mountain West right now. And I look at Nevada as a team that is just not very good. So I see San Diego State at home with a chance to still win the Mountain West. So it has that carrot in front of it, even if it's a small chance. And I see the Aztecs taking care of business against the Wolfpack on Saturday night. I haven't watched much Nevada football this this year. Oh, I watched every play of Nevada Northwestern in Week One. <laughs> you, who, who do you, who do you like at Nevada? Does Nevada have a new offensive coordinator, new head coach? Uh, Jay Norvell is their new head coach. Yeah, that's right. Not not a lot to get excited about Nevada. Not a lot to get excited about. Um, I, I'm going under Notre Dame Navy fifty nine and a half. Navy's defense makes me a little bit nervous here. Little yeah, that scares me a nervous. little. But I don't feel I, – I, so you've had, your, uh, you've had your finger on the pulse of Notre Dame until last week, Tom. <laughs> I think everybody had their finger on the pulse of Notre Dame until last week. <laughs> you, were, you, were on, you were on them early, uh, though, and you do normally have some takes in, the, in these uh, games against their regular opponents. What, what's your read on the, on the Notre Dame-Navy game? this in this spot i don't have a good one at all because it's coming off of that loss to miami it's like it's one thing if notre dame had gone on the road and played well and lost by a touchdown but the fashion in which it got blown out and then brian kelly doing the thing brian kelly does where if something's going wrong it has to be the quarterback's fault so he starts playing musical chairs with his quarterbacks so i i don't know you come into that off of that loss against a Navy team that has historically, you know, been a kind of a pain in the butt for the Irish at times. And right. it's been a pain in the butt for a lot of teams. I see this as a game where Notre Dame could easily score 40 points on its own. And I think Navy's going to get into the twenties. So I don't have a great read either way. I don't like anything. I don't like either side on the spread. I don't like either side on the total. It's just, it's, it's a game that I'm staying away from personally. Mm. Well, then I'm, then I'm, then I love having a hand in it. Let's go. Just, just, just praying for that clock to run. Notre Getting Dame Navy under. Muck. Let's go. Let's go. Um, all right, Barton. Uh, my last play is Kansas State plus twenty. Good. Yeah. I, I think, like Kansas State doesn't really get blown out. They've, they've. This has been a disappointing year for them, but they, they figure out a way to make these games ugly and make them close. I. This just is too many points. Yeah. Um, Bill Snyder is is the the twilight of his career right now. This might be his last season. Who knows? Um, I just think on the roads, this is where Oklahoma. I mean, I I, I wouldn't be shocked if Kansas State went out and won this game, just because it's just because it's Kansas State. That's like a Kansas State thing to do, and and I think this is a grimy enough situation where. Um, you know, even if they're they're playing with the backup quarterback, uh, I, I like them in this spot to to make it ugly and win, or not win, but but cover. I uh, I thought that it was I did not put, I think that's a good play. That was definitely my expert picks play. Um, and to your point, the like this game this this whole season has had games that a couple plays go different ways and Kansas state is the big 12 title dark horse. Like Kansas state is Iowa state. If a few games go differently. Sure. 
Um, so I, I like the play a whole lot. I almost wonder though, like I'm putting, and again, not a lock, but if we're just talking about the game, I've got TCU on an upset alert at uh, Texas Tech with yeah. Oklahoma State maybe getting a chance to get back into the Big 12 championship game, which almost makes the Big 12 title game screwing up the Big 12's playoff hopes even more interesting if that's a rematch of Bedlam. That would be cool. I'd be on board for that. Like it's- I would I would take the loss. I would take the loss spread if we could get an Oklahoma Oklahoma State Big Twelve Championship game rematch. That'd be fun. Tom, my final pick. Yeah. Well, I'm going with. This is another Mountain West showdown. Damn. Utah State minus ten and a half at home against Hawaii. Uh, it's this is kind of a fade Hawaii play as Hawaii this year against the spread has been awful. It's one in nine. <laughs> it's covered once all season. And also, if this were a night game, I feel like maybe oh, Hawaii can cover that ten and a half because that hook is scary. But the game's being played at one p.m. local time in Utah, which I believe is nine a.m. in Honolulu. So it's a very early game for Hawaii on the road in a season in which they've kind of got nothing left to play for. Utah State, at least, you know, needs another win to get bowl eligible. So I feel like the Aggies are going to have a lot more interest in this game than Hawaii probably will. So I I like the Aggies to cover this one. Wasn't it the, uh, was it the New Mexico, not the New Mexico Bowl, the Arizona Bowl last year that was uh, Mountain West versus Mountain West and then streaming on the internet only? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of feel like your card this week is mostly going to be found on streaming channels. Uh, this is Tom's week to shine. <laughs> well, but honestly, look at the schedule this week. Yeah, what are the no. Games I, we should be picking. He's been uh, baiting we, us all year, and now he's pulling out the eight pack, and this is where he makes his run is this week with the Utah State and the, uh, and the UConn games. I love it. We have lock unity on the only game this weekend that matters. That is true. You know what I mean? And it's like the rest, it's like, sure. You're going to have to find, you're going to have to dig through the buck and find something worthwhile in there. You know, it's like going to the, going the to the Goodwill store and finding that really cool shirt. Um, speaking of going to Goodwill, <sighs> I'm going, mm. well, uh, do it. FIU plus 14 and a half fade lane. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Butch. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Shula Bowl is going to be heated. Have y'all seen the beer deals for this? <laughs> it's like all you can drink craft beer for 20 bucks, and that also gets you a game ticket. Hell yeah. I want to go. This FAU FIU game is as intense as the rivalry has been. Maybe ever. At least since, uh, at least since they were both in the Sun Belt, right? Were they ever both in Sun Belt? I know FIU was playing for Sun Belt titles at one point. I don't know. I, I don't know if FIU was ever in the Sun Belt. I can't remember. But uh, 14 and a half. You're going to give me a hook and two touchdowns for the Shula Bowl rivalry game. All you can drink. Let's go. Go Panthers. They also... A lot of job openings right now. A lot of lot of speculation about job openings. I mean, 
it's possible one of the coaches of these two teams might be distracted by other things right now. Oh, well, listen, it, distractions were already on the table before coaching searches started for Lane. That was <laughs> like... off distraction. Yeah. <laughs> Lane standing on the sidelines checking his Twitter mentions. <laughs> Dude, Lane, Lane is at halftime DMing college football writers. <laughs> he is. And recruits. And recruits. <laughs> and and he's checking the live lines so that he I am worried that because Lane knows what these point spreads are that he's going to be up by 14 and just keep running the offense to try and get the cover. Like Lane Lane offered Chad Johnson's son this week, right? Uh, Wasn't that the story? Did he? I don't know. He he, he offered some like NFL player son. I think it was Ocho Cinco's son. And the guy's like a class of 21, 22 and I'm sitting there thinking Lane, like you have all right. Any plans to still be at FAU by the time that kid is? <laughs> That's his style, though. I mean, if I know, it's hilarious, he just wants to. He wanted to get attention. He wanted there to be an article that says Lane Kiffin offers Chad Johnson's son a scholarship. He's the guy that offered David Sills when he was in eighth grade, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say if all if uh, history is any representation, now Ocho Cinco's son's going to be uh, an All American at his fourth stop at college football. Might win the Bolitnikoff one day. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Are we all out? All the picks are on the table? I'm all out. my picks are on the table. Barton, the leader at plus 18, fighting off Tom with the eight-pack. Uh, Barton, plus 18. His card is Wisconsin, minus 7.5. Wake, minus 1.5. Ole Miss, minus 2.5. USC, UCLA, over 71. UCF, minus 14. Kansas State, plus 20. Tom. Hoping to get that that mat, that storm back into uh, the competition. Wisconsin minus seven and a half. Miami Virginia under fifty and a half. Ole Miss Texas A and M over sixty nine and a half. ULM plus thirty seven. Kansas plus thirty seven. ECU plus three and a half. San Diego State minus sixteen. Utah State minus ten and a half. Ah, oh, that's beautiful. I mean the the action there. Chips. Degenerates. <laughs> Chips got uh, Virginia plus 19 and a half. Texas plus three and a half. FIU plus 14 and a half. Wisconsin minus seven and a half. Arkansas plus 12. Notre Dame Navy under 59 and a half. Boston College, UConn under 50. And Wake minus one and a half. We've got the, uh, the syndicate has got you prepared to get back on that winning side this weekend. We got about just about every game on the on the slate, <laughs> in some form or fashion, and they're all locks. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, thank you very much. Uh, follow him at Barton Simmons. Follow him at Tom Fernelli. Uh, yell at them when their picks go wrong, and never give them congratulations when their picks go right. Save all the congratulations for me. I'm at Chip underscore Patterson. Uh, I'm in last place, so you know all the congratulations are coming to me. (laughs) (laughs) Gentlemen, thank you very much. We're picking locks. My blue plate special five-star locks are coming. Come get these locks. Five-star master lock. Lock it up. You want these locks. I'm, I'm, I'm living and dying every, every point, every cover.